Hi there. I'm creator, educator, and gentleman, Jim Jackson. Welcome to Radio Creative, where we look at ways to expand your natural creativity and tap into it when you want to in your life, work, and art. I like to think of this as a lunch break podcast. You've got enough time to get your food, listen, and be back doing what you need to be doing in under 30 minutes. So, let's get creative. Radio Creative. Well, hi there, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of season two of Radio Creative. I I never knew we'd we'd got, we'd ever get here because uh, when I started it, it was just to see how things were going to go. And there's been enough popularity and demand during the first season that we are back for another season to help find ways where we can increase our creativity, whether that's creating our masterpiece or finding a new process at work or just getting that closet organized in a way that works for us. So on Radio Creative, we talk a lot about being in the right state of mind to create. But what about state of body? How does our health affect our creativity? So today we're talking to Sandra Wickham, author and creator of Fit to Write, a program for creative people who want more energy to create. So let's talk to Sandra, but please stay tuned. There is a big announcement at the end of this episode. All right. Hello, everybody. Well, today we are talking creativity with Sandra Wickham. Sandra, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? What's your story and what's your connection to to the creative process? Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, basically, I am a writer, but I'm also a coach to writers who want to improve their levels of physical, mental and emotional health in order to write more. A big part of my life also, I am a full-time single mom to a little kiddo with Down syndrome, so I'm also a Down syndrome advocate. And uh, I once had a friend help me with my bio, and she said, Sandra is a crafting aficionado and ninja in training Mm -hmm. as well. So I like that, and I've kept that. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to be a writer. Like As soon as I knew what a writer was, I wanted to be a writer. I took English and Drama University, But then I also got certified as an aerobics instructor and personal trainer at the same time. And so I kind of got into that. And I went into my first fitness competition while I was backpacking overseas in Australia. And then that took over my life. So I competed for 10 years. So that's pretty intense. I had my own show. I was the president of the Bodybuilding Association. I coached athletes for many, many years. And when I retired from my own competing, I submitted my first short story to a publication and it got accepted. So then I started overlapping those two worlds of the the competition, physique world, and writing. And eventually I decided I just wanted to do the writing stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I've kind of started working with my friends who are all writers now. So I've been training with them. And then I kind of mushed it all together to create this fit to write where now I just work with writers on their health and fitness, basically. Okay, I want to get more into that and the connection between health, fitness and creativity and whatever you do, really. But first of all, I want to know what what's your personal definition of creativity? What makes someone creative? This I really struggled with um, most of my life because I have a father who is an artist and he does he is so talented he can draw anything his main thing is carvings is wood carvings he's competed in in like world events with his carvings so i grew up with someone who was extremely talented and also my oldest brother was really good at drawing he's now a graphic design professor in australia 
My other brother was really good with woodworking as well. And that's what he's done all his life. So I couldn't even draw stick people. <laughs> so I assumed that because I couldn't draw like my dad and my brothers, that I wasn't an artist, that I wasn't creative. I didn't make the connection that my writing that I did since I was little was creative. And I didn't know, even when I got older, I still didn't think I was creative. Even, you know, I didn't realize that creating fitness routines for people like stage choreography was creative. I didn't understand that even just creating a workout program for someone was creative or that the crafting I was doing, like I just had it stuck in my head that you have to be this like amazing artist to be creative. Um, I did eventually clue in. I was like, oh, wait a minute. All this stuff is creativity. So I feel like creativity is anything that you do, whether it's with your body, like in dance or like choreography or any tools that you use to create something that wasn't there before. And it's totally unique because it comes from you and because no one else is you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's my favorite part of, of anything creative is that when you're, when you're done, there's something out there in the world that existed and it didn't exist when you started. Yeah. I love that you, you, you touched on that. So what about for you, for what's your creative process then? What, uh, what happens when you sit down to create something, whether, whether it's writing, whether it's the, the, it's the fit to write program or like you used to do with, with, with fitness routines. I have learned that I have to have balance in my life. When I was competing in fitness competitions, it was super extreme. I mean, it was a really hard diet to get super lean. Plus you had to flip around on stage. So you had to do all that stuff. So there was a long time where I was not writing. I was not even reading very much because I was so extreme into the fitness stuff. And then when I stopped doing that, I tried to dive completely into the writing side of things and that didn't work either. So I quickly learned that I have to look after my physical health, my mental health, and my emotional health in order to write and to be creative. And I've also found, this is lots of people say this, but a lot of my creativity comes when I'm not focusing on it and not pushing it. So, you know, when you're doing the dishes or, or that kind of thing. And I'm also a very visual person. So I've learned that if I put sticky notes up on the wall, and that's kind of like the strategic side of it, then when I'm not working on it, then my brain can just play around with it. So if I have that visual thing that I can look at once in a while and then just let my brain kind of mull it over, then my ideas come better that way, if that makes sense. I use a lot of hacks too. Um, I totally am an advocate for using productivity hacks when it comes to writing or anything creative. Like it's okay to trick ourselves. I remember hearing that at a convention one time, the panelist, it was Ken Scholes, the writer said, it's okay to trick yourself into getting things done. And I didn't realize that. I thought I had to be 100% motivated to be creative and to write all the time. And so now I'm definitely an advocate for it's okay to trick yourself. It's okay to, like, I have all kinds of hacks when, um, when I'm doing first drafting, especially. Like I use a travel mug that makes me feel like I'm in a coffee shop <laughs> when I write. <laughs> it just, for some reason, it just helps. I use um, brainwaves and music. Um, I like to do community writing. So that's a big part of a lot of the programs I run is writing together, just even online on a screen and writing together. I get a lot done that way. So yeah, lots of hacks to creativity. 
Absolutely. There, there is this idea that to create anything, you have to get in this this inspired uh, frame of mind, right? So you can you can then go and and do it, and and that and so uh, that that frame of mind is so rare that a lot of people just never get there, so they never stop start creating, right? So I like that you mentioned those those hacks to just get you in a in a in a space to actually do the work to actually create something, even if it's not, uh, it's not perfect. It's like giving yourself a Pavlov's dog yeah. response, right? <laughs> just like a trigger or what, you know, something like that mm-hmm. just to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. When I was uh, writing a lot, it was, I would always do it at the same time of day. One hour, first thing in the morning after a cup of tea, but uh, get a little caffeine in there, but one hour, uh, same time of day. And it just, it just put me in that, in that frame to just sit down and, and write. Exactly. What about uh, obstacles to creativity? What uh, what gets in your way? What stops you? What's what's the resistance that that drags you back into just saying, oh, "I'm not going to do it today." You know, uh, my first short story that I sold, I didn't know anything really. I didn't know much about the publishing industry. I didn't know the rules and all that stuff. And that story just like flew out of me. I sold it, no pressure. But since then, I've been in the industry now for over 13 years, and I've gone to gone to so many workshops. I did a two-week workshop in the Taos Toolbox workshop, which is just two weeks straight. So now my problem is the voices in my head. All the critiques I've ever had, all of the rules, all those rules that I've heard, learned, used, told other people about, all that kind of stuff. Um, so overcoming them is really, again, about looking after the mental side of yourself and emotional because we have a lot of fears and anxieties as creative people that other people don't have. There's a lot of fear involved with creating something, with putting it out in the world. And not many other people have that kind of anxieties. So I use the same tools that I teach now. So um, whatever works, you know, for other people, but for me, it's um, doing affirmations, doing daily gratitude, doing, um, inner work to overcome those fears and anxieties, you know, like I am okay. I have something to say like those kind of things so that I can deal with those author anxieties and get back to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, uh, my father was a very different from yours, a a petroleum engineer and never once as a kid, do I remember him being, being tortured after work sometime because, Oh, I've got petroleum engineer block. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right, so let's get into, and I really want to talk to you about this, uh, the the connection between health and fitness and creativity and being able to to let go of those those voices, those shoulds, because I mean, I imagine health and confidence, there's a, there's some kind of correlation there. So where do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on how healthy do you need to be to, to be creative? Okay, at the very basic level, if you think about it, if you are in pain, if you have lower back pain, neck pain, hip pain, how are you going to sit and or stand to write or draw or create whatever you're doing? I mean, it's really hard to think clearly when you're constantly in pain. And that's the case for lots of people. You know, we have our lives create poor posture. And so we get pain in our necks and pain in our backs and all that kind of stuff. So focusing a lot on improving our functionality of our body. So being able to sit for long times, that's one of the things when I was working with my friends who were writers, one of the things they would say to me is that, Oh my gosh, I couldn't sit 
for more than 15 minutes without having pain. And now I can write for two hours and I don't even have any pain. So just that basic function of being able to sit or stand and do your thing. Um, there's that. Or if, if you're not sleeping well because you're not healthy, because you've got issues and again, pain or just sleep issues, if you're not fueling your body properly, you're not going to have the energy to sit down and do your creative thing, which sounds funny. People, other people who are not creative people may, you know, poo poo this and say, you don't need energy to sit and write, but yes, you do. You need a lot of energy. It's not easy. So being able to increase our energy levels. And then when we don't have those things, it's easier for us to deal with the fears and the anxieties. If we're piled on with stress and body pain that's when those fears can get in and just like have a party, right? And just like convince us not to do the, t- the tough things, the creative things. That's when our defenses are down, right? So having tools to be able to improve our, even our mental clarity, right? If you're not in pain, if you're feeling good, if your body's functioning well, then you'll be able to create more. Absolutely. And probably block out those voices a little bit better as well. Those, those critiquing voices, those inner critics, right? Yes, absolutely. Because if you're in a brain fog, because you're in pain or because you haven't slept well, or you're just not feeling well, those voices are going to be much louder and you're not going to be able to block them out as well or deal with them or, or be rational about them, right? If you're not thinking clearly, then they can take over. If you if you're strong, you're feeling good and you're confident, you can like flick those bad thoughts away and be like, no, I'm going to do my writing or my painting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So a few tips then for the people, uh, you don't have to spill your, your, your whole bag of tricks, but a few tips for the people that you use maybe in fit to write that, uh, that will help them get to that, that state of, of health that they can then do their creative work. Um, don't be afraid to do some inner work which is very scary, but um, we really need to take a look inside and, and find out what our fears are, why we have them, because there's all that stuff down in there, right? Oh, my second grade teacher told me I couldn't paint or any, you know, that kind of stuff. We have to be able to look at that and like deal with it somehow, whether that's journaling about it or creating affirmations that go against that you know, to reprogram your brain, basically. And especially for writers, we know the power of words. So using affirmations can really help you. Um, Or doing yoga um, is fabulous because that gets you to focus on your body and your mind, which is such a great thing. Going for walks, anything like that, that's going to help clear your mind, give your body um, something good to do as well. And just know that you can release yourself from all of those things hanging over us and be the creative person that you were meant to be. Nice. Now, and I want to get into that then. So, and I've heard this a lot, both uh, out in the world and from talking to people for this podcast, that uh, we probably all started off as kids as wonderfully creative, and then we had to learn how not to be creative. And most of us did. Just, just learn how not to be creative because of, you know, like there was, you say, those, that second grade art teacher or, or whoever it is. So I found a lot of what creativity is, is 
giving yourself permission to be creative again. So what do you personally do then to give yourself that permission to create? Yeah, that is so fantastic because what happens is we are taught that being creative is something that we do in our spare time when or when we can afford it or things like that. And so we shove it aside. Even in school, when I think back to when I was in school, taking like art class and or gym class, you know, that was always like kind of a bonus thing that you only did a little bit of (laughs) and the rest was, you know, so it kind of goes back to that as well. But what I do is schedule it now right into my like to-do list. So I prioritize it. When I don't, I don't feel good and it doesn't get done. And it's taken me a long time to realize it's kind of a self-care thing, right? Like I love writing and I love being creative. If I'm not doing those things, I don't feel good. I don't function well. And if there's anything that COVID has taught me is that self-care is important. When it was just me and my kiddo (laughs) in lockdown, (laughs) I realized I have to take care of myself. So I actually schedule in my writing right now I'm editing, um, as well as some crafting because that makes me happy and it's creative as well. So I don't shove it aside anymore. I put it into my day is one thing. All right. Then what, what do you ever get any kind of feelings of, of guilt then? Because, you know, you have the, these, everyone has these life commitments, but then you're scheduling in what, what you need to do to, 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 to feel good, to feel creative, do your creative work. What, what, if you have those feelings, what do you do to push those aside and know that, no, this is, this is not just something selfish. This is something that I need to do so that I can take care of others. Again, I think this for me goes back to lockdown and COVID because I learned a hard lesson there because at the beginning of lockdown, we didn't know how long it was going to last, right? So I was trying to do everything for my kiddo. I was being his teacher full-time, like nine to three or whatever it was. I was being his occupational therapist, his physical therapist, his speech therapist, plus full-time parenting him. And I'm pretty much, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty much a pretty sure that I had like an anxiety attack or two. And that taught me, okay, this is the whole oxygen mask thing. I need to put my oxygen mask on first. So for me, my kiddo is my number one priority, but I know I can't look after him unless I look after myself. So I think for me, that gets rid of that sort of guilt thing. I also make sure that I make to-do lists in all areas of my life. So and it's only a couple things per area. So that way I feel like I'm getting balance and I'm getting all the things done as well as my creativity, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you you do have all those areas of your life because to-do lists are usually just those things that, oh, I need to get this done just, just to continue going with the day, right? And then if there's time, I'll do some creative work. Oh, I should probably clean the kitchen as well. And we also use those things as an excuse though, as procrastination because creativity is hard. And if we don't do the inner work to deal with why we feel like it's hard and what's holding us back, what our doubts are, what our worries are, then it's much easier to be like, oh, instead of writing, I'm going to go clean that kitchen or whatever, right? So it's it's two-sided, right? Like we have to do some things, but we also have to prioritize and deal with those fears and doubts. Absolutely. And and when we can, then then we can get to the real creative work that, that the world needs all it can get, and even that won't be enough. Exactly. 
you mentioned the, uh, the like the beginning of the pandemic and and what did people turn to in, in terms of this in time of, of a major world crisis they turned to creative products right the streaming services those art galleries did the virtual tours that's what what gave people kind of something to do to to move on exactly all right any uh, any tips or tricks that you have for people to get the most out of their their creative time when they've they've scheduled it in they've made their to-do list they've they've used some hacks they're now sitting down at, or standing up and doing and creating what they're creating what uh, what would you what advice would you give them at that point I really think that using those hacks um, that condition us, to get straight to our, our craft or our creativity are essential. The only thing is you have to watch that your, your pre-ritual isn't too long and becomes its own procrastination in, its, in itself. Um, but just having something, and I this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but I like to kind of use all my senses too. So I'll have my diffuser going, which puts water in the air and also aroma and um, using the specific coffee cup and stuff like that. Those things really get me so that I can sit down and write. I'm also a big advocate for, as far as writing, for outlining. Um, And this would work for artists as well, where you're just thinking about it when you're not actually sitting down and doing it as well, so that when you do sit down, you know what you're going to do. Because a lot of times we just stare off into space, right? And we want to avoid that. When we have such limited time to do our creative endeavor, we want to make sure that we sit down and start at it right away. So having a plan. So what I would do, what I do is when I'm finished my one session, then you're in a good mood, you've got stuff done, then I plan for the next one. So that when I sit down the next time, I go right to it. Nice. Excellent. Well, let's. Uh, oh wow. Well, let maybe we should let people off the hook and 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 do our big reveal. Shall we do our big reveal now? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun, Sandra. What would you think about becoming co-host on Radio Creative? <laughs> oh my goodness! What a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, so look forward to uh, future episodes with me and Sandra Wickham talking to various creative types from from different walks of life and learning what what we can do to unlock the creativity, whether that's that's a uh, our our artistic masterpiece or or just finding ways to reorganize the house so that it works better for your needs, right? Uh, and anything anything in between, like, uh, you say, work. Uh, all right. So, well, that's that's exciting. We will, uh, we will talk to all of you all soon. But before we go, Sandra, where can people find you? Well, it's pretty simple. Most social media platforms, I am just... Sandra Wickham, S-A-N-D-R-A-W-I-C-K-H-A-M. I do have sandrawickham.com. You can check that out. On TikTok, I am fit to write. Yes, I am on TikTok. I actually have two accounts. My kiddo and I are also on there. If you find Sandra Wickham on TikTok, that's me and my kiddo. Um, and we mostly just do Down syndrome advocation, but it's a lot of fun too. But officially, I guess I'm fit to write on TikTok. And everywhere else, Instagram, Sandra Wickham, Facebook, Sandra Wickham, what else, what else is there? LinkedIn, Sandra Wickham. You'll find me with my name. Beautiful. All right. Well, like I said, this has been a lot of fun, and we will get together soon with our next guest. Yay! 
so excited. All right. Take care, Sandra. Thank you. And as always, I'd like to thank my guest and our sponsor, Prairie Soul Incorporated. If you're looking for ways to increase your creativity or the creativity of your team, Prairie Soul can help with a la carte or customized solutions to get your message across or bone up on your communication skills creatively. And of course, please subscribe so you can know when a new episode of Radio Creative is ready to help you expand your natural creativity and tap into it when you want to in your life, work, and art. So until next time, stay cool, stay curious, and stay confident. Take care out there, everybody. Radio Creative.